1: opportunity of offending from the abyss aka podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban atlanta welcome to the godless heathens podcast thanks for listening
2: i'm don i'm jeff and i'm jerry beware this is an atheist podcast that will challenge your assumptions and ours too we are three guys with one mic and plenty of opinions we're not here just to preach to the atheist choir we'll critique ridicule and poke fun at anyone especially ourselves
3: So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast, or anywhere else for that matter, until you independently verify it for yourself. In other words, Google that shit.
2: So before we get started, and that slick open is going to go to a thud, because I'm introducing the drink. I'm drinking puka Three ginger organic tea. Excuse (laughs) me? What the
3: fuck? You're out.
2: It is a a warming swirl of organic ginger. Ooh. Galangal and golden turmeric. I'm telling you, I I feel a warming swirl around me. I got home home super late. (laughs) I barely had a chance to do anything. I ran out the door because I wanted to get here on time. So... I am drinking iced Puka Three Ginger Organic Tea, and it's quite delicious. And Jeff just pulled out a bottle of Monday Night Whiskey, so,
3: <laughs> so I'm going to get tired of the whirling. Drink
2: this fast so I could can a sample some. We can
3: swirl some of this.
2: It was on sale at Sprouts, there you go. <laughs> and I highly recommend it. So if you want to send us some for free, I'll be happy to take it.
3: Well, I'm going to take it up just a notch. I'm having a Monday Night. Scotch Barrel Milk Stout called Tears of My Enemies, which is appropriate for tonight Mm. since we're talking about Billy Graham, and I'm not crying for Billy Graham. So it's just the tears of those that are crying for Billy Graham. Very tasty, though, much tastier than that. It's awfully mean of you. It is very bitter. And and what's the whiskey? It's uh, Monday night. Well, they don't make it. There's a, a distillery in Atlanta, but they did a collaboration. It's a Scotch style, since you can't say it's Scotch. Because it's, it's made it's here, here, here in yeah. Scotland. But it's yeah. a Scotchdale single malt whiskey. Quite Distilled. Good. It's distilled. In Scotland. Yeah, but this is here in Atlanta. Double pot distilled. So that's our backup plan if things get really dicey. They're really bad. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the, with a staple. Um, this is kind of me and, and the wife's uh, go-to wine. Uh, it's just an Italian red Bola. We, we buy three of their brands. This is the uh, Bordolino. We buy a couple other of theirs as well. I just kind of keep it in the house at all times, but it, it's cheap. It gets
3: the job done.
2: No, you guys are drinking anything organic, so I win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ours are orgasmic, though. Ah, um, you have two man. ginger tea. I have three. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about Billy Graham? Well, you have to talk about Billy Graham. God rest his soul. We were, or we were wondering what
1: we were going to talk about this week, and uh, there's nothing to talk. About. Always, a slow, yeah. Always yeah. a slow week. Always yeah. <laughs> a slow week. You, we were Catholic, so we didn't really pay attention to what was going on on the other side of the aisle, so to speak, there with, with, you, know, with you Protestants, to begin with. With the heretics. And you know. walked away from, from religion long ago compared to yourself. How did you see Billy Graham as you were a, a get rid of your bill, mainline Christian?
2: <laughs> 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 oh, that means drink, and I see a shot glass.
3: Oh, there you, go. Oh, sure there you go. So, yeah, I mean, during his heyday... I wasn't really paying a lot of attention to religion. You know, he, he start, where I kind of saw him on the radar was probably in the Nixon days when, you know, from that point forward, I was too young to, uh, you know, the Eisenhower tie-in and all that. So from that point on, you kind of saw him a, mm-hmm. as the pastor of the um, of the presidents. And so I didn't really think a lot of it. I didn't really know about evangelicalism, you know, from growing up north, mainline, ding, 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 religion was kind of the you know, the main thing, so... I just assumed that was pretty much similar to what, what we believed in. I didn't go to any of his uh, tent revivals, so I didn't I didn't get saved by him or anything like that. So, you know, he was just marginally on, on my radar screen at that time. He was just, to be honest, he was
1: old. Well, he's right at 50 years older than me. So when I was 10, he was 60. Yeah, so he's always, as long as I've known of Billy Graham, he's always been that old
3: preacher guy.
1: But uh, he was on your screen at... Yeah, I mean, I knew who he was as much as I knew who Swaggart or Angsley or Falwell or, or any other of these preachers were. They didn't have any impact on my on my life when I was younger, when I was going to church, because we were Catholic. And didn't, you know, he it, it didn't register in that he, way. He was
2: going to hell just for yeah. the rest of y'all. <laughs> yeah, just like the rest, yeah, express. <laughs> any non-Catholics. Uh,
1: after walking away fr- from all that, it... Even you know, even less.
2: Here's the here's the issue I have with this topic. As an atheist, mm-hmm. why do I give a shit about Billy Graham, alive or dead? Now, I, now I will say I did text you guys when he died. Don yeah. was like, yeah. you know, oh, he's right on the news, you know, yeah. and I was like, finger on the pulse, right? Yeah. Yeah, you it, got it, a exactly. Washington the ticker. I just any time that I am like ahead on the news is. Happenstance. You
1: beat Google News. I, I literally, I went to Google News, brought up their main page,
2: nothing. Not well, a I, very... I got a direct line. About five minutes
1: later, it finally. That's because you bought hit. one of these Chromebook <laughs> Chromebooks. So so that's why. Chromebook. It was. Yeah.
2: I think. I think I was on the Reuters app, and Reuters had a blurb on it. Okay. okay. And I yeah. texted you guys and said he was dead. He's ninety nine. And and that was the end of it. And yeah. the America's pastor thing bugged me. I will admit all of the headlines that said he's America's pastor, America's pastor. But didn't you
3: see that in, you know, days past when you were growing up and all that kind of stuff? Didn't you see that he was doing that or I'm not. Did he call himself that or was he. I think it was Bush senior that called him that. Yeah, I don't think it started early on.
1: It was later, like yeah. the 2000s, you know, or, or in the, That's or in the 2000s. Later. Yeah, way later, way later.
2: So that part did bother me because you could go on Google News and you would see all these America's pastor, America's pastor. Like, it just like felt rote. And we don't have a pastor. We, we should not have a pastor. We should. We did.
3: We did. But, yeah, I think what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, they think that this church-state wall breaking down is a recent thing. I mean, you know, it's it's definitely in our face right now with the Republicans in in charge. But a lot of people don't realize this started decades ago, even before Billy Graham. But he's the one that really merged the presidency with religion. And And even even more so the right wing. Not to his regret.
2: I saw uh, I saw a quote that he he said he that he said he wished he had with, done Nixon. That. with Nixon with
3: Nixon and I can't remember the exact case would have to look look. Well, that's because that he got he got outed Pete, as yeah. an anti-Semite. <laughs> maybe that was a reason. That could <laughs> be one. That, he was on the know, tape. I mean,
2: maybe he wasn't an anti-Semite, but he certainly. But he was at that moment.
3: But he continued yeah. though. You he know, got know, he drawn was... into the conversation. He said right. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that you know. Atheists get perturbed at the National Prayer Breakfast. Well, it was Billy Graham that started that in the 50s with Eisenhower. That's kind of where the start of this church-state wall started to break down. And, you know, it's just ramped up even more. And, and Billy Graham's son, Franklin, you know, is off the rails with that. So, you know, like father-like son, his father was a little bit less um, of an asshole.
1: how He's always had an ability to skirt— political discourse when it best suited him. Uh, you know, he didn't march with MLK right, right. Uh, And a Neither lot of Neither did audiences. most of the American people though at the no. time. Most yeah, most American so, pastors and other right. denominations. Billy Graham was also working to integrate his uh audience. His revivals. His revivals. Yes.
3: Well it's probably just for more money.
2: And even I can't believe I'm thinking of defending Billy You're, Graham. I'm going like to the, Carson,
3: the dude now. Yeah. I know he
1: wouldn't go to South Africa during apartheid. That's a plus. But when was that? You know, this, we're talking eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. yeah. So I mean,
2: well, and, and wasn't and really on so he the right gonna, side of history he for he wasn't a long time. Sun City. <laughs> and,
3: and the other thing that is back in his history, even before he engaged with the presidents, and this goes back into the thirties and forties, is he is one that kind of exported this Southern evangelicalism was always kind of a Southern straits kind of kind of thing, but he was one of the. Uh, The people that that brought it out to California. Yeah, he had his
1: his big revival there in in Los Angeles in a a vacant lot for like six
3: days that drew
1: thousands and thousands. And what kind of helped put him on the map was Hearst,
3: the newspaper magnet. And then Reagan in his early Mm -hmm. years, you know, kind of combined with him as well. So that's kind of where evangelicalism started scattering their seeds around the U.S. to where it is now. You know, before it was just kind of isolated down in the southern states, but it's everywhere now. Yeah,
2: but they I wanna say branched out. But you have those churches everywhere in some ways is a rejection of the traditional religions that were up there. Like up north, you know, there's a lot of ex Catholics that are sitting in those those super churches. Right. Those, those mega churches. listening to the band play. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So they basically just packaged or repackaged and made it a lot more fun than your average Catholic mass, which wasn't a, It wasn't about fun.
1: He was always on the cutting edge of the technology at the time, as far as you know. Especially when it came to distribution, yeah, and Mm -hmm. um, having his sermons broadcast to many different countries, uh, being translated in many different
3: languages. But it was a huge shift in the theology in the United States. You know, at at that time, the mainline churches, (laughs) Mm -hmm. more of the social gospel kind of bent. You know, where it was taken care of each other they believed in Jesus's teachings where evangelicalism is pretty much Jesus is coming back better get your shit together and otherwise you're going to go to hell so that's what drew the crowds is they started getting afraid and that was you know what what was originally successful about it in the early 1800s in the south was that turner burn i can't remember the name of the pastor that did the, the dangling spider over the fire kind of thing. No clue. You what know. the hell are you talking <laughs> about? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Google that shit. Yeah, Google that. That Yeah, but I mean, you know, so so that theology started to take away the power of the mainline church, and so you'll see... Ding. <laughs> I'm going to use <laughs> that term a hell of a lot, so get your bell ringing. But yeah, I mean, it was in the 50s that the mainline church started oh, to decrease, Jesus.
0: and no the evangelical
3: church started to increase, and so, you know, the the social gospel stuff started going away, and the selfish, self centered, uh, you know, save your own butt, prosperity gospel stuff started going on the uptick. And that's where we are now.
2: Right. And I will be, uh, I will, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, he had a message. We do not have a message. What is it? Not what it's against. What is it? Uh, he had a message. Yeah, but his message
3: he... was totally bullshit. Well, whether Jesus is, isn't coming back.
2: Whether or not you agree with it or you think it's real. It was
1: succinct. It, it, was,
2: it, was, it was fear. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: he, he yeah. definitely has, I mean, sure. yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: it
1: was. It was the, the fear. I mean, the sky <laughs> is falling as a message. It's succinct. It's <laughs> easy to oh, understand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it may not necessarily be true, but he gets the to it point out. across.
2: Well, re- you know. repent. Yeah. Repent and accept Jesus as your Savior and good things will, will happen to you. Our message is They're wrong. They are <laughs> that's bad that's not a good message. it doesn't stand for anything. All it is is a rejection of another message
1: well that 's why you got to look to secular humanism they as a positive affirmation of what uh, free thinking yeah and, and actually, is. Yeah. I mean, if
3: if if you break it down, the humanist philosophy is pretty much what the mainline church <laughs> <laughs> told you I was going to use that term a lot. You know, the, the teachings of Jesus were very humanist kind of kind of messages. So, you know, we lost that in this country.
2: Well, if you don't preach it, no one's going to listen well, to it,
3: though. And
2: I don't know who are... Do you know any humanists?
3: I would Yeah. You, is that what you call yourself? I would call myself that as a positive, yes.
2: When you inevitably have the religion or church conversation with somebody down here that you just met.
1: Well, it's different it, it, when you're talking about you know, God belief, then it's, you know, atheist, theist, or, you know, Christian, whatever. But when you're talking about what's your worldview, then that's where humanism would come in, as far as that, you know, human well-being is...
2: I don't, see, now I know why you don't have any hair, because you split them all. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get two elevator rides, well, so two elevator pitches. Somebody asks you what you are. No, do you okay. say you're an atheist humanist? Do you say you're a humanist? Or do you say you're an atheist? Or do you hum and a hum and a hum and no, like I, the rest again,
3: of No, to me, it depends on who is asking the question and why they're asking the question. Why does it matter? It it matters a whole lot. Your
2: message is your message. I mean, if
3: it's just some stranger off the street, let's say a uh, one of these corner pastors that are, you know, turn and burn kind of thing, I would say I'm an atheist. Bye-bye. But if it's, if it's somebody that wants to have a serious conversation about, you know, do you go to church? I, say, huh. I would I would say, you know, no. And then if they ask further, why not? It's Like, I, I don't believe in God. So, then, you,
2: so you're an atheist to the most pious, but everybody else you have a different answer to?
3: Well, you, you don't want to just, like, slap them in the face. It depends on where they're coming why not? from. Because it depends. If it's a next-door neighbor, I'm not going to, you know, punch him in the face.
2: Huh. So you think that atheist saying you're an atheist to somebody is is almost inherently offensive?
3: It doesn't have a good PR record, good. unfortunately. Huh. There are people that hide
2: from it and don't want to tell themselves and are not saying it loud and proud. But I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> <coughs> first rabbit hole but and it's my and it's my rabbit hole and i'm owning you're it. proud of i'm owning my proud. rabbit hole but it, you're out but you tell people you're depending well, on who you again, are again you just yeah, your message yeah.
3: i mean i i've rarely had that situation anyway and and the one time i think you were there it was at mccracken's and uh, uh a former church friend of ours was there drinking and it just kind of which came is, out. By the way, yeah. Which is a
1: weird sin no to begin with. Yeah. A former church friend of ours was there
2: drinking. Right. You know.
3: As you do. <laughs>
2: well, you know, they were, they were out having but some food and maybe
3: I a cocktail or a beer. Outed myself in the most awkward manner at that point. You know, I wish I would have done it differently because she definitely, they were both kind of like. taking uh, Taken aback. Uh.
2: No, they they were not more taken aback than <laughs> Jeff was. Oh, wow. So <laughs> the the look of oh shit panic. Yeah, like what? Yeah. Like
3: what did
1: I I What did I just get myself into?
2: I am leading an atheist meetup and everybody here is an atheist. I'm not it, though. I'm Yeah. Not, yeah. Right. I'm a, right, exactly. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a humanist. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you're like you you could you could feel the the wheels turning as you were trying to make it up as you go along like not make it up but like like, everything. Like, what am I going to say? Oh, shit. Well, I a, a,
3: and then, you know, when she said, well, can we join you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I guess.
3: <laughs> That'd make, yeah, that would make for interesting. But, I mean, so That's how many real encounters about. have you had where you've had to confront that? I mean, outside of family, I'm sure. Well, you could use family as an example as well. But so how have you dealt with that?
2: I'm way better at it now because I've had those type of interactions where... You humming a humming air. You have outed yourself. Or I had fa- I had family members, you know, back in the day, gently take me to task for Catholic family. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, went up to college and you no, know, now they teach them that God doesn't exist up oh, there. Liberal yeah. you know, that yeah. kind of yeah. stuff. And we probably have talked about it. I don't want to get in anybody's face, not necessarily about what I believe, but about what they, they believe. believe. Right, like right. that. Believe what you want. Yeah. Damn. I don't believe it. And
1: that's why you have to so like you were saying, to somewhat tailor the conversation to who you're talking to. Yeah. I mean, you know, a family member versus a customer versus a friend versus an acquaintance, you know, versus a coworker worker you know, who depends on who it is that you're talking to. The conversation's gonna have a different, you know, nuance right, to right. it.
3: Right. Yeah. And especially if they're they're not one of these turn or burn kind of people in your face that, you know, if, if their faith is not offending you But
2: atheist isn't or shouldn't be a slur. No, I don't. It's I don't. Not a, right, it's not right. a. It's not a four-letter word. You have to word. normalize
1: atheism. Normalize, I, 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 hashtag normalize atheism. But, <laughs> right. You know. But yeah, it's. I've had. You know, when when people are that obnoxious and upfront, you know, do you know the love of Jesus or something of like that kind of a question, then they get a different answer. Right. And then, right. so you know, what do you know? What are you all about? Kind of a question. You know, it just depends on who you're talking to and and the way that it's posed.
3: But I. Go ahead. I was going to say, my situation is, is different. Since I work at home by myself, I don't encounter, you know, like workmates and all that kind of stuff like you guys. So you guys have probably had conversations with people at some point. You right? can
1: be sexually inappropriate at work is what you're saying. Since you're there all I by can, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, since you're there all by yourself.
3: <laughs> I assault myself all the time.
0: <laughs> cut that. <laughs> don't do not cut that. <laughs> But, but
3: um, yeah, so have you encountered that where you had to? I've had out customers yourself?
1: that have said stuff, emails that have the little Bible verse attached at the bottom of it, and I always think I couldn't put you know a Dawkins quote or you know a, a David Hume quote or something down there, you know,
2: little little blurb from a Hitch book, yeah, about yeah. Mother Teresa, yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> right back at you. <laughs>
1: I am sure that probably wouldn't go over well.
2: There's a super nice guy, uh older dude in in our neighborhood and every time we see him, "How you doing?" he always says, "He's blessed." And the obnoxious thing would say, "Yeah, well, no you're not, and neither yeah. is anyone else." <laughs> but so that's that is not like, "Oh, really? Well, I'm an atheist." Yeah, Th- yeah that's, that's not that's the... like dropping the gloves. Right.
1: But oh, I'm told to have a blessed day at least a couple of times a day. And you, you know, say back, "Have a magical day." Have a reasonable day. <laughs> <laughs> have a, a, day. a realistic <laughs> day. You have a day. <laughs>
2: uh, you know, at, at that point, I will. I, I, you know, okay, you know that that interaction is done. But when somebody, if I'm describing myself, absolutely, say I'm an atheist.
3: So, it, when's the last time you had that opportunity? I guess is what I'm trying to nail you down on.
2: To a cross.
3: Well, we're getting close Um, to Easter, so you know.
2: (laughs) Probably three, four months ago, at work. Okay. And was like I probably was like I'm a. Former Catholic, mm-hmm. you know, and that can mean a lot of things. Yeah, right. You yeah.
3: Also, oh, you're you're one of us now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I,
2: I said, I, and I I kind of followed it up myself because I realized how lame it sounded <laughs> to say that. Like, <laughs> that can mean a lot of things, yep. but right yep. now I I, I I am a non-believer. I'm an atheist. You, but you said first
3: non-believer. I did. Okay. I did. But I I, I kind of like point that your approach at at me. Me. No, no, no. Yeah. I like. I think that's a good approach to take, especially with somebody at work. Yeah, because you're not. Yeah,
2: but should I just say I'm an atheist and an atheist non-believer, or is that is that is a non-believer atheist redundant? No, redundant. It is it's yeah.
3: redundant. No, no, no. But but we've had that discussion before that in this, in the South or you know the evangelical religion they think of atheists as being Satanists. Satanists. Yeah. they make that connection. So if you don't believe in God, yeah, you you're not working for Jesus.
1: You're working against Jesus. A- and that's yeah. so yeah.
3: That, so that's a case where that word needs some unpacking. And mm-hmm. so, if you say unbeliever,
2: yeah, but I don't. I don't believe I, in Satan either. But th- you're still doing it on their terms, though. So, really, to have to unpack it, like let them unpack it. Well, you it, know? and
1: you mm-hmm. would hope
3: that would happen in conversation. They would kind of push a little bit further, or well, what? what?
1: They either they're either going to ask, or they are going to have a preconceived notion and, and just go with it?
3: Well, because you know, the conversation I had with with mm-hmm. this friend we were talking about is like. Then she asked, "Well, so what happened?" But oh okay, yeah, yeah. Like, did you hit your head? Well, and she knew I had a heart <laughs> surgery, so oh, she yeah, that, said, "Was that?" Oh, you know, she was just kind of thinking because that's kind of the normal thing that mm-hmm. other people think. There's some tragedy where you got pissed at God, so you know, atheism yeah. is equated to being angry at God.
1: Not the fact it's that like, you come from a state where they fry cheese it has, it has nothing to do with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're making fun of cheese curds. Come on, a little, <laughs> just a little, a little, just, just a little tasty. dig digger. Oh man, I got a hankering right now that you said that. <laughs> so,
2: and that's that's that is a pretty religious. Like, did you get angry at God? Like, yeah. there had to be some some upsetting incident. Like, they want to why put you, their hand why on
3: why their shoulder. Why are you shoulder. mad at are God? You okay, right? right. Yeah. yeah, which I understand. You know when what uh, and you guys were non religious from an early age, but I remember being religious and encountering people and thinking if they only knew God then they wouldn't and I, I didn't think they were, you know, like angry, but that was kind of the the things that you were told to think about atheists, so is you know, they had some kind of a you know, a problem or whatever, or they didn't know God the right way, or the, you know, they they did they knew the wrong God or whatever. So,
0: so really I,
2: I you that. know you know, that's a lesson a lesson to me is just don't couch it, and shouldn't. Personally speaking, there are plenty of folks that we know that don't want to, can't, you know, for for various situations. But I think you said earlier about about normalizing it. Yes, the only people that are going to normalize it are us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was a there was another story in the news we we kind of talked about, but you know, forgot about. And another reason why normalizing it is important is my former congressman in a speech to the uh, super right-wing Catholic Ave Maria Law School in Florida, Newt Gingrich said that the rise of a secular, atheist philosophy in the West is an equally or more dangerous threat to Christianity than terrorist organizations that will kill Christians if they don't submit. Now, when you say that, I mean those are fighting words. Oh, absolutely! Because he's 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 equating it, and, and mm-hmm. look, he's a he's a giant asshole. Oh,
3: and, and how many men And the last wife he left was, you know, when she's dying of cancer or something like that. Like, you take that quote and you
1: change Christians to Americans, it sounds like O'Reilly Factor every single night when when he was on. You know, it, it's exactly the same rhetoric.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, 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 they, and they are messaging for us. They are countering any positivity that we have, and they're doing it louder with a bigger megaphone. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, and he's even dirtying in the term secular. I remember when we first moved to Georgia— and we found out he was our congressman. We went to go see him. We had no idea who he was. was. Didn't know how wacky he was until we were sitting there. This is at Harrison High School, just sitting in the auditorium there. And he started using the word liberal like it was a dirty word. It's like, what's wrong with that word? And so as from that point forward, I kind of understood what he does with words. He'll, he'll take them. And just like what he's doing there, he's taking these terms and putting mud all over them.
2: So our, our pal, not he's not our pal, but he would be. The Friendly Atheist, the first line in his article on this says, this means we're winning. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Is it him? Yeah.
1: In what way are we winning?
2: That we're under his skin.
3: Oh, and, we're and, on the radar.
2: Well, not just yeah.
3: that. I think, and, and, you know, the pendulum is stuck way back on the other wall right now. And I, I think... or Or is it just another you know,
1: fear-mongering cry, you know. Well, that's what pushed you know, it there. Brown people! You know, well, that's, you know, or whatever, you know. That's you know, what
3: pushed it there, is, is you know, the the angry white guy, yeah. the white evangelical Christian that was in so there's anything empowered. wrong with angry white guys? No. No, no, but... <laughs> Three of them we, know, we know a couple. <laughs> <laughs> that's what got Trump into power, is, like, enough of this secular... You know, um, communist. That's what they thought Obama and they thought Hillary was a socialist kind of thing. So, bam, they put him in power. So the pendulum's all the way over here. But the millennials, they're the ones I think that are starting to rise up and say this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, we saw that this Vocally, week with the, with the, the shooting the gun victims. thing. Is, yeah, you know, thoughts and prayers, bullshit. You
1: know, fuck your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, and they're calling out.
3: They're calling out Rubio. I yeah, mean, these
1: these students don't. Give
3: a fuck,
1: no. man. They don't care. Um, did you see the one that they, uh, they asked him after he met with uh, President Trump if he thought that President Trump hurt him? He goes, yeah, I'm sure I heard him because I saw where it said he heard me on the little piece of paper he was holding in his hand. <laughs> now yeah. yeah, now Funny. we know how
2: Hope Hicks uh, writes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they. Um, I want to want to know
3: what's on the other side. Who's looking at it? it was like and this,
1: and I was really, really hoping that this is, you know, was going to be a turning point in in this whole thing because we haven't had the children of, of any of these horrors. That have just come out and said, "Okay, that's enough." Well, I think we, the last know,
3: big one, they were too young.
0: Yeah,
1: but there's been plenty since then yeah. to now, yeah. uh, high schools and colleges and, and whatever. But these kids, they stood up, they came out to the. They're, they're so good at what they're doing yeah. that they've been accused of being actors, crisis
2: actors. Right. You know. Yeah. Right, but yeah, that's yeah. just by that's by the right wing slime yeah. machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, that the, shows
1: NRA, yeah. that it's the the message is getting through.
2: I'm I'm down with that, and what they've done is, is um, um, you know, is, It didn't pre- get through to tremendous. the state
1: legislature of Florida. It, no. They, they right voted no right face. in front of their faces. Yes, they did. And, and, and outlawed porn to some extent. Right. You
3: know? But the thing is, is these kids in this high school are becoming voting age. Yes. You think they're not going to ask these kind of questions of who they're voting for? I so when you say it's a
2: turning point, it's a very slow gradual, giant aircraft carrier turn. Yes. You know, there's it's, not...
1: And like I've said before, it, it's generational and it's getting better. Mm-hmm. And as the more Billy Grahams of the world die and the more 17-, <laughs> 18-year-old high school students of of the world, you know, graduate, the odds are tipping in, oh, in our favor. Do you... Do you but do you,
2: do you know, like... Average 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Do I? Yeah. God, no. (laughs) I do. (laughs) I do. You got a couple. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, (laughs) they're not dumb, but they're way more normal than the, how do I put it, the advocates from South Florida. I don't see your, quote, average kid's. These, these kids in Florida are not your average high school. Well, kids. they they certainly are not now. I know. They may have been. They may I, they have, may been, have been, before.
1: been before, but they are extremely articulate. And whether and, or not it's a national movement, yeah,
2: is it kind of remains to be seen. Well, you've
1: got, you know, like a, another great Georgian, Kingston. You oh, see him where oh he my God. went on God. there what was what talking about, you know, sh- Soros money or, or Antifa. How, yeah, how, you know, these high school kids were able to organize. Yeah. You ever, you ever been to a high school party? We organized no. high school parties before the internet. High, you huh? know,
2: high school, like, like organized? Yeah. Are you kidding? High school kids. It's 8 kids. o'clock on a Friday. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Um, uh, we, uh, I don't know, you know, we may just, uh, I'm like, do you ever plan anything? And it's just, and then you'd get like that, like, you know, old man, Mm -hmm. like, just where are you going to be? Just give us. Oh, we'll figure it out. We're gonna get together. They don't plan shit.
1: But the idea that a bunch of teenagers could get together and plan
3: a movement like this on the internet is not far fetched. Well, and you the know. other thing too is, if you were confronted with that Even situation, the could do it. yeah. But I mean, if that happened at your high school, I don't think you would just go. Eh. I think you would probably.
1: It's happened at lots of. High it's happened. Schools, yeah, you know? this is the first high school. Lots of them that we've really seen this kind of an uproar, a in-your-face, no, screw
3: that, screw this cycle that we're in. Right, right. Um, where they're breaking, breaking that cycle. But it's to a breaking point, just kind of like the Me Too movement came to a breaking point. It is like, and it's twofold, I think. It's like where enough was enough, plus what you're seeing in power right now is so much the opposite of that. So, I mean, because what they're seeing, you know, in, in power, uh, you're talking about the Me Too is, mm-hmm. you know, the pussy grabber. Yes. Okay. Pussy and, grabber and in chief. So it's like, it's absurd what's in power now. And, and the same thing with the, with the gun thing is is when you see people that are in power now saying, oh, let's just arm the teachers. You know, that's the answer. It's more guns. Yeah, more guns. Yeah, there's yeah. not
1: enough guns in the school. And the that's... teachers are
3: saying, no, we don't want guns in the classroom. You know, yeah. So they're starting to see the absurdity. So it's kind of come to that tipping point where... Enough is enough. So we need to change shit. They want the schools to become to be run
1: like prisons, right? I mean, right. When's, when's the last time a crazed madman ran into a prison yard and started shooting prisoners? It's never happened, you know, because it it's extremely hard to get in,
3: you know. Or if there's some weird shit that goes on inside, yeah, there's some cra- yeah, there's all <laughs> kinds of crazy stuff going
1: on in, inside the prisons, but it it's completely locked down, you right. know. There's no right. way you're getting in from the outside. And Where, that, isn't
3: that what Trump used that term? Something about hard hardlock. That's and or you're talking about staying
1: uh, on, on message. Look at uh, Wayne LaPierre uh, at, at
3: CPAC. My God! And within guy. hours, and that Dana, whatever, Trump his, is is no parroting. Oh, yeah, his yeah. speech.
1: It wasn't like talking points. It was more. Like, phrases that are not normally used in American lexicon were being used by Wayne LaPierre and Donald Trump within hours of each other. You know, hardened targets, Mm -hmm. when referring to schools, soft targets, and and, and that type of talk. It was like he was talking out of his ass until he saw Wayne. Oh, what? Yeah. That made a lot of sense. I, we'll go with that. And he actually, at one point, I saw a quote by Donald Trump where he basically gave up the ghost on it, where he said that the NRA and he had been in conversation with each other numerous occasions over the last couple of days. So they're obviously oh, get, getting their talking points together. shocking at all.
2: And maybe I just, I don't want it to come across like somehow I don't admire or appreciate that. Of everything they're doing, I'm I'm way dubious. Talking of, about the of, students, yeah, yeah. Of quick action, is it sustainable a, or not? Even it's sustainable, like what's what's a win going to look like, and where? Yeah,
3: because yeah. it sounds like. Did you watch the um, the town hall, the CNN? I the did town not. Hall? I had a game. Yeah, I mean it's on uh, YouTube, I'm sure, so you can watch. I watched a lot of it. I didn't. I didn't watch all of it. You can tell that that what the audience there was looking for. Is a ban on assault weapons? Is this
1: the is this the one with Rubio? Yeah, yeah he was. Okay, uh, I saw yeah. some of some and of that. And then that uh, Dana
3: she, can't remember her last name gross. from NRA. And she was all sweet.
1: Well, I saw the um the the girl who was shot in the back. Her father. Yes. I saw yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the unpants. Yeah, Marco Rubio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: on the assault yes. rifle thing, and then there was a student that you know confronted him on, "Are you going to take money from?" Ex- the I NRA? saw that too. Yeah. Oh well, they buy do. into my yeah. You know, whatever. Right, but the
2: the problem with that is that it'll never happen again because every politician watched that and said, "That is not going to be me." Yeah, I am I'm not, not going to go to that <laughs> I, exactly. One, <laughs>
1: one thing I am seeing that's happening though is you've got companies that are boycotting the NRA. Large hotel chains and and other other corporations are starting to get on board behind this hashtag For boycott now. the NRA. Yeah, For now, now, but if it continues to pick up steam the way like the Me Too movement did, right,
3: then, right. then there may giants. be a groundswell. In the AJCP paper today, they listed the Georgia congressmen that accepted money from the NRA oh, and what they? their rating was. Very nice. Most of them took a lot of money and then had an and a, rating. a rating. The Democrats, zero, had an F, F rating. rating. And so I think that's the thing that the younger voters, maybe not so much the old codgers, but the younger voters are going to start to pay attention to and say, that's that's how you change. Because, you know, the current Congress that we have now, no, they're, they're going to just keep throwing out the thoughts and prayers. So the only way that things are going to change is if we vote people in that – are going to avoid the NRA and I mean whatever the other issues are, but that's that's where the change is going to come from is changing Congress and that and that'll take some time. So we've got 2018. Hopefully things will and that's what shift Wayne there.
1: Lapierre was warning CPAC about was, which and I they're, found they're, yeah I think extremely scared, you know. ironic that he is at a political action conference. And he's talking about the Democrats politicizing oh, the shooting. Man, yeah.
2: And he wasn't on and the agenda originally.
1: Well, oh, there's. I've, I've heard two things about this. Part of it was they didn't announce when he was going to speak, so that protesters could not be up and you know, ready to go. Is and that is
2: really that's that's that, the, that's the pretty, reasoning that I was
1: that that I've read somewhere.
2: If that's true, that's pretty damning in and out of itself. I think
1: that they put him up there to. He was supposed. To, I think he was probably supposed to talk later, and they w- went ahead and got him up there to get in front of it. And his speech got Trump on point until until he starts, you know, shooting from the hip about mm-hmm. about raising the age and and doing this and doing that. And he don't he doesn't think the NRA is going to you know going to kick back uh, against these type of things. When no, they are they've already, they've said, already no. come out and said that that they're not they they will not
2: give an inch at at all. Basically, no. Uh-uh. What would you uh, would you be disappointed if uh, um, Wayne Lapierre turned out to be a uh, atheist?
3: I would. You yeah, to throw that into the mix. Oh, he did. was
2: raised. He was raised a Catholic. He
1: was raised Catholic. You googled it. I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did. But what does he know? I would. It, it, it doesn't say. I would. I would say if he was that he got one question right, but it doesn't change.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: You oh. know. I I honestly don't believe that that Donald Trump is a Bible believing Christian, but it doesn't change my opinion on him. Yeah, he he worships himself. Yeah, it is God.
3: Yeah, Trumpiism.
2: So Jeff has just poured himself a stiff shot of (laughs) high end local scotch for the next topic, because we talked briefly about me too, but the BuzzFeed article on Lawrence Krauss this week is pretty explosive. And there is pushback, there's probably about damn time, there's I refuse to believe that, then there's this is bullshit, there's no evidence, they're trying to smear a good guy. And we weren't really sure we wanted to talk about it because it was kind of, it's explosive. But this article is loaded with stories and for, and people on the record.
3: Allegations yeah. and accusations. yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. a, a lot of them. Yeah. So it's not it, just
3: one. It's uh, it, it's several. Kind of a pattern of. The one
2: thing that struck me about this article was how he seemed to hop, skip, and jump one step ahead of being called out or being caught. Like the one where he was at, uh, I think it was Case Western Reserve Isn't that in that in Ohio, Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah, where the the girl that uh, student that he was talking to and harassed, he took off for Arizona State and wasn't even allowed back on campus.
3: So what year was that?
2: 2007. Wow. So it goes back a ways. Yeah, it goes back a long way. And the article is is super depressing because it sounds so freaking familiar.
1: Mm -hmm. It's the same story, just different details. It
3: is. And he's, quote, one of us. Very much so, yes. And wasn't there a, a quote from this article, whoever wrote this thing? The BuzzFeed article? That was kind of calling out atheists in some respect. I can't remember the exact I, 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 quote. I did not
1: read the entire article, just full disclosure. Yeah, yeah. But I, there were some references to atheism and the atheist movement that I did not necessarily feel warm and fuzzy about.
2: So, the, and I'm not familiar with this woman, but I know, Don, you were. There are quotes from Rebecca Watson here. And she is described as a prominent feminist skeptic. But the, here's her quote. Skeptics and atheists uh, like to it. think that, yep. that they are above human foibles like celebrity worship. In a way, that makes them particularly susceptible to being abused by their heroes. I think we see that over And over again, women at skeptics meetings would often warn each other to avoid Krauss. But conference organizers seemed reluctant to act. Quote, he was a popular speaker, so he brought money in and he brought people in. None of them were interested in doing anything about what was happening. How many times during all of Me Too have you heard that but about a media person, politician, a sports star somebody famous. And this is exactly the same thing. And it's kind of our, not duty, but if this was a preacher, we would be livid. We'd be livid. Yeah. Well, or a Republican state senator. Right. Yeah. Or, or a <laughs> or
1: governor of Missouri. Yes. <laughs> or just pulling a name out of a hat, the right. governor of Missouri, <laughs> right. possibly. Just, just, just in a fantasy world, something right. like that might happen.
3: But to me, this is kind of our Al Franken. It's easier to call out, you know, little the little other side. But when it happens in your own camp, it's a little bit. But you know, and you, you try to, to you try to give as much excuses as you can, or as much pass as you can. Is like, eh. that, I think that's know? just human
1: nature. You 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 kind of We're give the, Yes, very. I was going with that exact same word. You give a member of your own tribe a little more rope sometimes to hang themselves with. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, a little more you, grace.
3: a yes. post Christian term.
2: And the fact that there's a whisper network here too. There's there's and you this, know, this, should should be.
1: The sad thing is, I don't think it, there was necessarily a Lawrence Krauss whisper network, so to speak. It was more a atheist convention whisper network in general. I don't think that Lawrence Krauss, if he is a predator, I don't think he's the only predator. In, in the movement. Right, yeah.
3: We've heard of you other know. stories. There's, they they no.
2: talk about it in the article. There's a, one of those cruises to yes. the Galapagos Islands, and those are not giant carnival ships.
1: No, They're no. They're
2: smaller, and they were concerned because he was going because of his behavior in the past.
1: People being confined to close proximities. Uh, yes. And he
2: had, already done, he had already been basically accused of something on a previous trip from this same organization. This article got horrifying details in it. And I don't know how much atheists are willing to call out the bullshit of of one of our own.
3: Well, here's here's the thing that's going to be interesting is you know the Humanist Magazine has articles that show up my feed all the time, you know, and then they have a monthly publication. I'll be curious if this shows up because it was a couple of years ago that he was like the the keynote speaker at their convention at their convention in Denver. So it'd be interesting to see if they give it any press. They gave Billy Graham some press, so let's see if they give Kraus some press. I mean, they should. They should. This Absolutely. Is, you know, yeah.
2: You know, there's also the, the talk about how atheists, skeptics groups are overwhelmingly male and overwhelmingly white mm-hmm. and hostile in, in some ways. I mean, I don't you, see you it also, much in our group. but
1: you, Yeah, not necessarily in our group, but in, in general, you, you do see you don't have members with as many sexual hang ups as you would in a religious group, so to speak. True
3: to a point. I mean yeah. but but I mean as far as
1: people who are openly swingers or polyamorous or not not your I don't even want to say normal, but your your monogamous married couple. You got a lot more of people who fall into that camp in the atheist movement than you do in I would say just random society.
2: Yeah, but isn't that in some ways just an excuse for being a dog?
1: It's just yeah. But if you, you put a lot of promiscuous people into into a Confined
2: area. Well, <laughs> I, you know, sure that that's not just atheists, some groping is yeah. going to happen.
1: You know,
3: true. Well, somebody posted on our, our Facebook group about this uh, swinging Christian group. Yes, you know, I, I know. did. I posted okay. that. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact. And they thought all kinds of rational reasons. Oh, absolutely, to legitimize it. So,
2: yeah. Well, God's you know not against sex, allegedly. No, he, he likes to peek in. That in. So, I it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you might you might because you've gone to more. Skeptic conventions conference, and convention. conferences. So it says the rise of online movements such as Me Too inc- has increasingly divided the skeptics into two camps, those who campaign for social justice yep. and those who rail against identity politics.
1: That so, is the big fissure uh, in – that's my $6 word for the day. That's a good but, word. Yeah. Mm. This, that's the big fissure in the atheist movement right now is the identity politics or the anti-identity politics versus the social justice warrior movement that has split the the atheist movement. And feminism... It has fractured more,
2: yes. Just how it's even described, though, you you mean I'm a social justice warrior? How about I'm the tired of you grabbing my titty, yeah. you know, movement. Warrior, yeah. You could certainly say quit, you know, quit ass grabbing or quit trying to, you know, forcibly kiss me in, a, in an elevator. Yeah. That kind of – that's not identity politics. That's just
3: – Respect for – That's the assault. Yeah, humanist respect. But, and
2: we
1: had we to, you know, purse this with the fact that there were three old white guys that are – know, talking about this as well, too. I've personally, I've never been in an elevator where I felt threatened, you know, or, or you know, by you know, that, that this person in the elevator is about to kiss me and I may not be able to stop them. You know, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I've never found myself in that situation. Right. So I, I honestly don't know how it is to walk in somebody's shoes. You but know? but so also, know.
3: you know, we don't have fame or fortune, so we as don't know what it feels like to have that. Sense of privilege. That
1: fanboy, fangirl. Right. That's why we're doing themselves. this podcast yeah. because
2: we is right <laughs> around the corner. We're, we're doing our part. It's yeah. the people out yeah, there. Where's our fans? pulling their weight. <laughs> <Right>. Make <laughs> us famous so we can wrestle with our privilege. <laughs> yes. Um, there's another good quote about from a former podcast host, where she's talking about when male skeptics ask, you know, how do we draw more women into into quote the movement? And she goes. I don't know, maybe not put your hands all over us. Yeah. That might work. <laughs> yeah. How about you believe us when, you, when we tell you shit happens to us? And if that's a fissure, then A, we're no better. And no different. And we're not handling it any better than anybody else is. Because if you've got two groups, like if you take that woman and I don't know what else she stands for or what else she said. But that quote is not the quote of a social justice warrior as much as it's somebody that I am tired of this bullshit. Right. right, Yeah. And I don't want to take it anymore. It's
1: 2018. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, that's right. Right. Yeah.
2: That that part. Yeah. And when you say it's a fissure, do they talk about it at the convention like on the panels or is it just
1: I'm trying to think if I've ever heard anybody actually speak to it or if it's just I see it more. I see it more on Facebook, the polarization of the two camps where it's unbearable that you're going to have friends in both camps. Where, where I like this person, but I also like this person, and these two people hate each other
3: for whatever reason, and it's it's torn their relationship apart. It sounds
2: dogmatic.
3: Well, and, and to be frank, I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I'm kind of reluctant to go to some of the conferences is because that's where that kind of splitting kind of takes place, it seems like and if we're our own local group here and you're out of that network you know then you can kind of just live and let live kind of thing. I got tired of the politics when I was in the progressive Christian movement because you had the same exact kind of thing. You had all you know the whispering things going on behind the scenes at the conferences. You had the fandom and you had you know the heroes and all that kind of stuff and I got tired of that and I started seeing that same kind of thing in some of the conferences that I was attending and so you know that's why I'm kind of reluctant to go to those kind of things
2: it's depressing though that it that you have camps labeled like that though since i'm more on the social justice warrior type even though i i wouldn't wouldn't call myself that call myself you know majorly
1: liberal yeah but but you would lean in that direction
2: oh uh, for for sure right right but it's like they're not paying attention to what's going on if We're having that argument, and I hope, and obviously, you know, maybe we're not, but I would hope we would have been better than that. I I would hope that somehow what we think, or how we think, and what we believe would make us better equipped to handle it, and surprise. We're handling it just as shitty as everybody else is.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
2: kind of sucks mm-hmm. because when you're arguing about that, you're not talking about maybe more interesting things and you're not connected. And if you have a split between mm-hmm. people that say that women are crybabies, you know, that need to get over it. And ah, it's just, it just
1: feels like you everybody's pulling in a different direction, so to speak. Instead of, you know, we're all, instead of all being united about what we have in common, we're dividing ourselves based upon what our differences are.
3: And that's kind of a human tendency that we have to admit to, I think. Didn't didn't you go to uh, Gateway where David Smalley did a thing yes. where he had people kind of stand in yes. all these different groups?
1: He had people that voted uh, for Bernie, people that voted for Hillary,
3: people that voted for Trump,
1: people yeah. that didn't vote, people that it was showing that there's divisions within a, a collective.
3: Yeah, and, and so to me, it, it's like, so what do we do with that? So we realize that that's going on, but as true skeptics, you know, we need to, to realize that we do, you know, that we are tribalists and, and that we do try to, you know, this guy is now out, you know, like Lawrence Krauss. He's, he's now out. We can't, we can't be with him. And this person is in. We need to kind of figure out how to how to deal with that.
2: It does kind of address the inherent kind of belief in your own bullshit about the skeptic movement. The last quote in the article says skeptics believe that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. But these weren't extraordinary claims. These mm. things happen to women yep. all the, the time. time. Right. Yeah, right. Not handling it any better. You're going. You're going to a conference soon. Right? Nanocon That'd in Nashville. Be, yeah. Do you think that's something? I wonder if they if would. There's a panel for that. Yeah, or if it's well, the on nice on the top,
1: thing I, about this particular version uh, or this it's year's just version. all dudes, no, no women. Yeah, so. yeah, it's 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 high patriarchy. It's nano-consensual. So the whole theme oh. of the conference is consenting and, and, and sexuality. Dr. Del Ray is oh, going to be okay. one of the speakers.
3: They so It's kind of on the Me Too.
1: It, it, I think it, it, it's going to have very much that yeah. type of a flavor to it where we're going to be talking about those type of subjects. And I know there's Nanocon's a little different in that it, it's not one room – here comes a speaker for 40 minutes. Here comes another speaker for 40 minutes. Here comes right. a, then yeah. we're going to take lunch, and then we'll be back, and then we'll have a conference panel. They have a keynote speaker, and they have a couple other large presentations but most of it's breakout, breakout sessions yeah. where they have so you can
2: harass six or private.
1: eight different things going on. And you're not going to be able to go to all of them during the course of the day. You're going to be able to go to maybe three out of ten different panel discussions or breakout sessions. And you just gonna have to pick and choose which ones you want to go to the most.
3: But if it's not directly talked about in the after hours, that's where you can probably yeah, really explore. Yeah, absolutely. I know last the year gonna...
1: they, they did a thing where one of the... Honky Tonks in downtown Nashville. Was it Broad Street? Broadway. Broadway. They rented out the entire place for the convention. Live band, the whole night. It was really, you know. So and then a lot, not a lot of people showed up, but a good number of people showed up. And, and like you said, the conversation continued on you know mm-hmm. into the night.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we're not going to solve it, but... Hopefully we won't have to talk about it.
1: Well, we never claimed exactly. that we were going to solve problems by starting <laughs> that, this podcast. That, that's true. We yeah. just start the conversation. Exactly. True. If if we can just have people thinking mm. and and, and mm. talking. And
2: I, and I am I am slightly afraid that opening this this and that was my idea. So you can blame me. No, 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 at no. Godless heathens at yahoo.com <laughs> That we're going to the have email. Ashley in that fourth seat. She's gonna she's gonna have a. I'm sure she's going to come in and have to, have to uh, <laughs>
1: straighten out the misogyny.
2: Uh, Amongst us. Well, she's going to have a hard time solving the, between the three of us. <laughs> That's so, an all day job. Could be, it could be, you know, it'd be, it'd be our taken to, take to task segment. It could be a long one. But hell, we're trying. So, you want more? You want to talk to us? Please do. Uh, email us godlessheathens at yahoo.com. Godlessheathens, plural, all three of us at yahoo.com. Feel free to ask an atheist. If you want to ask an atheist a question, if you're not an atheist and you're atheist curious, <laughs> ask us. Ask an atheist and send us your question. And, and you can tell from this podcast you will get a you will get an honest and truthful response. Twitter at godless podcast. Facebook group. In the works. In, In the, the works. works. Podcasts can be heard on iTunes, Google Play Music, please, like every other podcast. Like it, rate it, review it, tell us what you think. We would love to hear your comments especially after this one uh open invitation to whom to be on the godless podcast godless heathens podcast don jesus christ open invitation at all times we will make the whole show about him His up Please. It'll be our last show.
1: It'll absolutely be the last show we ever do. That's true. It, but, because um, we would
3: believe after we'd that. We'd be the we God we... the god heathens. Put us out of yep. our misery.
1: Yep. Uh, come on the show, by all means. You you know when we record. You know when we're, where we record. That's true. Just, but you, you just asked, show up. You asked him
3: a while back. We Did didn't, he I, respond? Didn't,
1: his, my people have not heard from his people.
3: I'll uh, put it that way. That's, yeah well, that's bullshit, Jesus. Come on. Yep. We'll do I, 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 don't,
2: I don't think you're praying well enough, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening as always. We'll see you next time. Good night. Good night.
0: With some on the metal party and the devil is my friend, and the devil is my friend wherever.